Well, it's um, almost Christmas, and uh, are you going to have a green Christmas or red Christmas or a black Christmas? Wait, Those that makes colors. no sense. I, I don't know. How about I ask you a question? Okay. Emily, Emily what, <laughs> come over here, sit on my lap, and tell me what do you want for Christmas? There's no Santa in this movie. Get out of this mic. Nothing that you have. Nothing, I, that's not the point of it. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, I think I'll probably like need money. No, no, well, no. I want money for Christmas. Ho, yeah, ho, money, ho, well, ho. I, yeah. All right. I love Christmas. It's capitalist as fuck. All right. Well, yeah, that's Emily. Shout out pay, to Patreon this week. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, I want money hey, this Katie. Christmas. Hey, yeah. Katie. Merry uh, Christmas, Katie. Pay her, Katie. Um. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, hey guys, it's your favorite final <laughs> girl and boy, Emily and Nick, with your favorite favorite final favorite. Bo- babysitter, Mike. Which is slowly you- cut, but turning oh, into your favorite yo. final mom and dad, Nick and Emily, and your your favorite final child, Mike. Billy, run wild. Coming at you with a new episode of Gag Me with a Knife, a weekly uh, podcast where we dissect, dismel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. This week uh, we'll be discussing um, our last Christmas movie of the year. Oh, 1974's Black Christmas, also known as uh, Margo's on the Drink Again, the home <laughs> movies of Margo Kidder. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as usual, Emily's got a, an original VHS, so uh, don't answer the phone, because unless you like heavy breathing. Uh, and uh, let's hear what's on the back of this box. All right. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, a creature was stirring. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, but it was hardly St. Nicholas, soon to be there. In the college town of Bedford, several unsuspecting people are about to receive season's greetings of terror. Black Christmas is a stark and stylish exercise in suspense that turns everyone's favorite time of year inside out. Olivia Hussey and Margot Kidder star as two among an ill-fated handful of sorority sisters celebrating the season and semester's end when an obscene phone call interrupts the festivities. The caller rings off with a death threat, which proves all too real. Is the killer a brilliant music student who has gotten one of the women pregnant? No one is for sure, and no one can stop the deadly calls preceding the attacks. Predating Halloween and Friday the 13th by several years, Black Christmas effectively laid the groundwork for the murder thrillers that would follow through its clever interplay of tension, shock, and humor. Producer-slash-director Bob Clark earned his reputation as a hitmaker for the first two Porky's films, but here works in a, ve- in a vein closer to his highly applauded Sherlock Holmes caper, Murder by Decree. I think you say Christmas story. Exploring, yeah, I know. Exploring the underside of the holiday he so affectionately and somewhat sardonically celebrated in the jovial A Christmas Story. He's the king of Christmas. So have this yourself a, a very l- I know, large yeah. VHS So box. have yourself a Whoa. scary little black Christmas. It's not at all like the one you used to know. Well, that's because... Uh, oh, 19, that's like uh, 1974. Lyrics. That's because this VHS... It wouldn't. The VHS wouldn't have come out when the movie came out. Yeah. So this this is. I Do you think know if this v- came out before Chainsaw? No, Chainsaw came out before. Chainsaw. But, this uh, is seventy four. Yeah. But the same year. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah this. Uh, the, I think the first VHS of this came out in like eighty six or something. Okay. So Word. yeah. Weird. But that yeah. So anyway, uh, nineteen seventy four. What are your thoughts? Oh, uh, Lois Lane, the college years. <laughs> Wait, is that a Margot Kidder joke? No. Uh, uh, anyway, 
no, I liked it. I love this movie. Um, there, I mean, it's not the best. It's but seminal. It, yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> seminal. It's yeah, seminal. yeah, it's seminal. Well, these jokes. Uh, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. But uh, whisper, uh, uh, no, I enjoyed judge, it. Judge, judge. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it, I've seen it before. It's a classic, and it's Margot Kidder. Uh, Margot Kidder junt. I like Olivia Hussey more. Jess. Uh, yeah. Well, she's the star, but um, <clears throat> I love this movie. Uh, I not, don't. Not enough Santa. It's not one of my. Fa- I mean, I think it's a great movie. It's not a movie that I ha- think has high rewatchability. Um, you never got those weird calls from Santa when you were a kid. No. That they were just like heavy uh-uh. breathing and like. Can kids, you believe this came out almost shit? ten years before a Christmas Story? I feel like maybe it's just the nostalgia that Christmas Story goes for, but it fe- this feels way more modern. Like this would have come out in eighty three, not Christmas Story. Yeah, well, you know I, mean, I mean, it's it was it's quite a lot, I guess. Also, but, the movie starts out with a uh, you know Mar- Margot Kidder uh, being in a movie with like a creepy kid uh, chorus she, at the she beginning. She died young, right? No, no, she's still alive. Oh, hell Wait, no. Margot Kidder still alive? I think she. No, is. no, maybe she's, I'm thinking no, about the, she's dead oh, now. She is. Okay. She died like a few years ago, man. But she was an alcoholic in real life. Oh, she was wild, yeah. dude. She was like Sean Young or some shit. So she died in 2018. Oh, okay, <clears throat> yeah, man. At least she didn't have to see the COVID years. And she was uh, she wasn't a Superman, but okay, yeah. She also had bipolar disorder. Yeah, I knew there was something up with her. She had like a man, uh, like a very like highly publicized oh, manic like, episode, and like kind of like in this movie, uh, and a nervous breakdown in the when, 80, when in when like Superman the nineties, bre- I think. Yeah, when Superman breaks your heart, dude, like it's pretty oh. harsh. Wait, was she in the she, first? Yeah, Superman she's Lois Lane in okay. one, two, and three. She, yeah. Oh, I never saw those. I saw the first one when I was a kid, but no, no, she wait, she, she was I always all thought of them. Yeah, she, she, well, one, two, and three. I guess so. Yeah. There's four of them. Well, no. Superman sucks. Yeah, the Christopher Reeve movies. Oh, she's in two, three, and fall off a horse. Yeah, she's with in that two, shit. three, and four. She's in the first movie. Yeah, she's Lois Lane. Yeah, I know. She plays it in all of them. Sorry. Welcome go. to the Margot Kidder cast. Anyway, go on. Okay, so we see a nice <laughs> uh, sorority house is decorated for Christmas. Some of the nights playing in the background. There's a Christmas party going on. We already have the heavy breathing point of view killer vision. And we're the camera's kind of looking through the party windows, and Barb comes down the stairs, obviously wasted, but not as wasted. We'll see her later, and um, she says, "Who left the goddamn front door open?" We cut back to the killer, and we see him climbing the lattice from his point of view into the attic, and then there's a call for Barb, the first of many phone calls in this movie. Barb's mom. Um, is on the phone and they set up some kind of skiing trip and there's creeper vision you see here all the people downstairs and we keep going back to creeper vision yeah, yeah this, uh, around, this is the, okay is this the first? It's, it, no it's not peeping tom is uh, peeping the tom. first use okay. of the first person pov however but that was 1960 ha- ha- it hadn't been used in a however long time. this this um very much popularized the it, it's used a lot more it's well it's used a lot in this movie and it popularized it for people like John Carpenter to yeah. use to well, create. Well, definitely is. You know, it, the more it brings a whole new level. Watching this to movie this again, it yeah, it's low. It's kind of low on the slashing and a little bit high on the crime procedural. However, yeah. like it really, really like proved to me that I'm right. 
that, Always. that it's a fucking that and Texas Chainsaw Massacre are the two first fucking slashers for sure. Like Halloween is not the first slasher. Like it, this one more so even than Texas Chainsaw. Because yeah. we've got the sorority, we've got the yeah. fucking killer, we've got the phone calls, we've got the first person POV, we've got, I mean, it's all yeah, there. We've and, got the red and, herring. And Margo's on the drink again. And Margo's on the drink again. Yeah. This um, came out before or after When a Stranger Calls. Before. Because that's also, like, but, this no, came they, out. They took the line at the end of the movie. That, He's in the killer's he, in the, the house. The killer's in the house. That's taken... From this movie, in, recall is uh, coming from inside yes, the house. Yes, Stranger when a Stranger Calls came out in the eighty, like early eighties, I think. Okay, or maybe like seventies, something like that. Yeah, I think early eighties okay. though. But but that's also like an urban legend, right? Maybe the urban it's, legend well, it came is an from urban, this. Yeah, I mean it is an urban legend. Uh, it's in all those Isn't scary that stories what to this tell in the dark. Based off of. Yeah, I mean, well, some way, yeah. So, the party ends. We see Barb picking on Claire some. And Jess gets the it's first 1979 call. 1979 was when a stranger calls, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. So Jess gets a phone call from who they call the moaner. And all the girls yeah, gather the on the phone to listen to this really uh, vocally talented person. It is just so scary. Lay it all out there. It and is, this is so the, this fucking is the pink scary. Pussy one. The, the, this is the pink cunt. Pink cunt. Pretty and pink cunt. This is also, I think, the, uh, Dude, in, in the trivia, I'll talk about it. I think it's the first time... That the the word was used in a movie. Really, uh, I could I, see I, that. I, either it was one you of the first, or it was the first. Like, uh, I mean, it is it is raunch. Like it. Is, I can't imagine that being in a movie today. I me neither. And every time I heard, like no, every no, time no, the no. film, you, you just gotta know where to find movies. I, I got a guy. Talk to me afterwards. Every time I, you want to hear the word Pornhub cunt? New uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, no, no. I will different. say this. But hey, did movies you, don't really scare me, and this didn't really scare me. It's unsettling. Every time the phone rang, I there was a sense of dread because yeah. that his voice yeah, is weird. so fucking scary. And half the and like, time it's not half the him, time it's so. like he's, he's got a Norman Bates thing going on. Yeah, you know, like uh, mommy, yeah, yeah. Agnes, whatever, very, Billy. Very you know, it's like you're pretty, pink, pretty cunt. But the scariest part of the first phone call is where. You know, he goes on and, you know, Margaret Kidder's like, put it in a light sock or whatever. And yeah. then he's like, and he just goes. And <laughs> I'm then, on like, the drink his again. Vo- and then he stops completely. His I'm voice returns to normal and he goes, I'm going to kill you. And then hangs up. That fucking is scary as shit. Well, I like how Margot Kidder is also just being Margot Kidder, like, far out, oh whatever. Yeah, I'm like, Lights a cigarette or whatever. But also, did you notice that uh, one of the sorority girls is uh, Andrea Martin from SCTV? Yeah. Dude. Which one is she? Is that Phil? Um, no. Is it Claire? No, no. She's like the mousy one with yeah, the wait, glasses Phyllis? and the curly hair. Yeah, that is Phyllis. Yeah, it's Phyllis. Phyllis. They call her Phil. Phil, yeah, Phil. yeah. Is no, that, she, what, what, she, that was the one that is? It's like brunette. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was the hottest one, I thought. Ew. Yeah, no, no, no. And she, she's with that fat Santa guy. Yeah, like, the, one, the, one, the one that gets drunk Phil, the next Phil day and is like, like, like no, no, no. being like, yeah. fuck you to the kids. I, I look yeah. good compared yeah. to that dude. It's an SCTV starlet. I had no idea. Yeah. She was no... What's her face? I, I'm I'm not what who she was also Catherine O'Hare. Yeah, oh, and whatever. Oh, you're one of them. You know, no, because, because I am a woman. You know, the, you I'm know, a woman. I am, you know, way to go, woman. You win. Where she's like, "Mommy Teresa, gonna shake your tree." I don't know what's she's going like on. She's like a she's like a Hollywood star and go. She's like really full of herself, and she goes and interviews Mother Teresa. 
It's a it's a SATV clip. Too. It's been a minute. Uh, I'll show it to you. Uh, there's so much of it. I, there's something in here that I didn't really pick up on. I've seen this before and I never picked up on oh, it. Back to before. the movie. Back to yeah, back to the movie. Um, but Claire gets angry with Barbara because she is Maybe like, Barbara why? Why are you like making this person Barb. more upset, Barb? Yeah, and this is where Claire first kind of lashes, uh, gets lashed tongue lashed by barb and the, the only reason i bring it up is because later on when barb's having a meltdown like she's like oh you guys all think i'm the reason she disappeared blah, blah, blah. oh i do like it when margo kidder is like you're a real gold-plated whore mother on the yeah. phone with her mom but uh yeah the i'm going to kill you and then someone says you can't rape a townie oh that's, that's margo that's yeah, kidder, that's yeah. kidder. so then we have a kind of a kitty trope Throughout the movie, yeah, a cat trope, um, where they're trying to find Claude the cat. Yeah, so we've got that. Claire is well. First, uh, so we never do so see Claire. Claude gets pissed off and goes upstairs. Yeah, we never do see Claude the cat, and but it is a cat trope. We do see it. It's a big fat so white cat. It's the, we this do see it. We do, well, so Claire's, so this is Claire's the first. Off, this, is this also the first use of the cat trope? Uh, maybe. Uh, I think the the '30s movies had some cats, like no, the like Universal movies. Yeah, like the Universal Horror movies. Where they had cats jumping out at you. So, uh, Miss Mac shows up downstairs while Claire is no. snuggling the big white cat. You, this is where you see Claude. Okay, Claude's a very it. handsome. I love fat You never cats. see Claude again, though, after this. No, you just hear him. Yeah. And it could even be the fucking killer just making cat noise. Well, yeah. maybe you see him on Claire. Eh, I don't know. So, big, fat, drunk lady is right Miss Mac. Mac. She seems really She's cool. She's awesome. She's great. I love her. I really do. But Claire is packing... Because she's getting ready to go on a trip with Chris. And she goes in her closet. And you, when she comes back out of the closet, you see that somebody's in there behind one of the bags. And she starts hearing something. Goes back in there. And we see the bag go over her face. She's getting it's suffocated. A, it's a scary death. Yeah, it is a, a terrifying scene. death. And her... They don't hear anything because Miss mm-hmm. Mac is getting an ugly nightgown for a gift. Yeah, she, yeah, she says that she wouldn't... And she's an She alcoholic. wouldn't go get her... While she's, like, brushing her teeth with Sherry. Yeah, she, she says, I wouldn't Sherry. get my liver taken out with this on. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but the killer uh, yeah, somehow so... uses all that uh, ruckus downstairs to sneak Annie... I'm, Annie? Claire. Oh, there's no Annie. There's no Annie. He sneaks Claire back up into the attic, still wrapped up in the bag. And sits her in a rocking chair, and she will sit in the window the, the of this attic. Time. In the window, you can see her. Yeah, in the window for the entirety of the movie. But it is scary, and it does. It is. It does. Yeah. Uh, the movie has, which I did times on it, has a lot of scary phone calls, and it does keep going back to showing Claire, Claire's dead body with the sa- with the bag over her face. A bunch of times, but it, yeah. it's a really effective, and it's very it's creepy every time it goes yeah, back to that. and it's at the end of the movie, and that's the kill count, so stay gagged. Uh, so, we'll see you guys yeah. next week. Is there a count for how many bottles of sherry Miss Mac has around? She, she has, this is where she, she pulls has a one in her She has a book, book no, no, cut out. She is a classic It's straight sherry. Oh, she's a, straight she's sherry. I've everywhere. never had sherry. I want to try it because of this. Um, Dude, she's like on an alcohol scavenger. She has it hidden in the toilet when she's uh, yeah, brushing her teeth. they're all over. So, and also, Peter calls Jess here. This I, is, I'd like okay, to point Jeff, out Peter the calls is, are frightening, but only half of the calls are the killer. There's right. all kinds of phone calls. You, and you, you don't know, know that, what that's to why expect. I said you're always. Uh, that's why I said I. Every time the phone rings, there's like a sense of dread because you don't know if it's going to be Billy 
quote unquote, yeah. or if it's going to be somebody it else. Could be so Peter, it could be John Saxon. Olivia Hussey's character, Jess, she gets a call She's from a Peter. And I was like, does Jess care about Peter? Oh, he's been practicing. I need to talk to you, Peter. Red herring much. She has to talk to him about a uh, bobo. That's what's an abortion. Oh. And so. then, she, then he goes, I love you. And she goes, I know. I was like, God, I'm you bawling. are like yeah, that that's, is a but yeah, that's that's yeah, big dick that's energy. Some, that's, some, <laughs> that's some big fucking yeah, dick energy. I would right uh, there. got my feelings hurt if I was Peter. Um, I would too, and I think that he does get his feelings hurt. But yeah, um, so Miss Max brushing her teeth, but she makes the comment. I do about have I do have some fun facts about the, the whole reason the abortion talk was in there, and it wasn't because it was a year after Roe v. Wade. Oh. It's for really Are no they reason. in Canada? I know that... No, I don't think This so. is a Canadian movie, though, right? No. No? Bob Clark isn't Canadian. No, he is, seems as no, American as Apple uh, Pie, but I thought... No. I could have sworn this was a Canadian production. No, this I, is I could, home I movies not. of Margot, Kidd, Margot Kidder's college years, man. <laughs> uh, like, the first found footage movie. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway... There's we see no, Sherry in the toilet. But then it cuts back to Claire... Sherry in the, the toilet. The dead shot of Claire. Yeah. Um, it and just then knocks on her door. You hear... There's no answer. But you hear him singing little baby bunting oh. daddy's gonna hunt you know what this reminded me of i didn't realize that was the rapids, baby agnes is. you know oh. what this started reminding me of yeah. is like have you guys ever seen that al pacino movie cruising yeah no, i've never seen it. i watched it like two weeks ago no that movie is fucking awesome but they said that uh the killer says Highly that like controversial, but yeah. you're here i'm here oh, yeah, it yeah, does yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, yeah. like well also uh, the killer changes in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, but yeah. Al Pacino you, learns that and like yeah. says it to somebody. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, but anyway, back to yeah, this. Yeah, but Sorry, it's, it's creepy. But he, it's, it reminded but he, me that, of that. That is the killer because he says uh, to wrap his baby Agnes in because he talks about Agnes a lot on the phone when he makes phone yeah. calls. That's his mom, I'm assuming, in his little Norman Bates brain. Um, so I don't know. But then we see it's a cathedral. the next morning. There's a big church, a cathedral. That's a better word for it. Bell chime. Um, we see an old, uh, Claire's dad, who's obviously he looks kind of old, especially because we've been looking at all these young, ball. beautiful people. He's waiting on somebody, looking at his watch, and blam, his glasses get knocked off by a snowball. And he learns from the person that was supposed to be watching the kid that hit some of the snowball where the house is. That so Claire lives in the Pi Kappa Sig sister. And he said, Oh, that's our sister's sorority. So he's in a frat. I don't know who he is. And we cut to the, they're doing some kind of charity event, the fraternity and the sorority. And Phil's boyfriend is dressed up as Santa, and yeah. he's like cursing these kids. He's pissed. He doesn't want to be here. God damn it! He's like, I'm feeling you, Santa. Jew, and he goes, Jewish he goes, Santa. when he goes, Jess when he goes, bro- Phil ho. broke plans with him so she can go skiing with Bard. And he had just found out but about he it because they had plans. Ho, ho, fuck. Oh, he's pissed. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, that shit's awesome. But then it cuts to dad is at the sorority and he's in one of the rooms. And I there's think it's that, his daughter's room. There's that picture of the old grandma that's like different pictures of her. And then at the end, she's like flipping off the camera. They good posters. And there's also the yeah. poster of a peace sign made with fucking people. Yeah. And she's trying to... Miss Mac she, has got her hand trying over to, like, the cover butt it all up. She You rules. can still tell it's... Like by the legs, what's happening? But she's covering it up, and she gets him out of there. 
but he's kind of being a bitch. He's like, I don't want my daughter in some yeah. place with drinking yeah, he's and like, boys. I go, Daddy, you ain't going to do nothing about nothing because Claire be dead, one. And also she's in the attic. So I hope she, I hope she fucking did get drunk and laid before she died, but I don't think she did. Yeah. Because she wasn't a big either. drinker. They say it later on because she still had like half of a glass left in her room. Yeah. So. And so... Homegirl, uh, Miss Mac, uh, sneaks off, drinks some more sherry. She hears Claude. She says they, these broads would hump the, the leaning tower of pizza if they oh, could get up it? there. <laughs> yeah. Get she's, she's great. She's awesome. I love her. She hears Man, the cat, and it makes her spill her purse, so she starts cursing the cat in front of the dad, of course, saying, call him a cocksucker or something in front of him. And then we get a Claire shot. Yeah. It's it's really cool because they're like leaving the house where Mr. Harrison's going to give Miss Mac a ride. And we see them getting in the car and it pans out up and through the window. And we see Claire in the window. It's like, how do you not see her? Yeah, how does daughter? no one see this bitch through the whole movie? I'm sorry, but like that, I, that, I did have an issue with that. But whatever. I mean, it works. It, it's creepy, but it's also like, really? Yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway. But Jess is having a conversation with Peter about she's pregnant. how she's pregnant. She, and she, she wants, wants an to abort the baby. Peter doesn't. He wants to have she, the kid. She oh, wants, no, 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 no. Here's the thing, man. She wasn't even going to tell him. She's talking to the star man. What's his name? Keir Delay? Uh, Dulier? I don't know who he is. Dude, he's the guy from uh, 2001. Yeah, I've never. Space I, I mean, I've seen it once. So I don't, don't care. What? Whatever. <laughs> so no, anyway. No, it, once you start watching it, it never ends. But uh, here's the thing. So, But that is that not what she wanted to tell that is him? what she yes but, but why, why'd she tell him that? i'm gonna, so gonna, I'm gonna go you. so i'm gonna go ahead and tell and you the fun fact the about it because i so she was like i wasn't even gonna tell you blah blah whatever so this is uh this movie was one year after roe v wade um so a lot of people thought that this was making a huge feminist statement um in fact bob clark said that it wasn't meant to be he, he said he, it was meant to be neutral, actually. He wasn't yeah. trying to be pro-life, pro-choice or life, but just it was simply meant to give the characters something to do and talk about in between murders and investigations. And I was but like, it does you picked, also make you I was like, you picked a prick. Maybe it's Peter. Yeah, also. But um, I was like, you picked a really fucking hot topic uh, of all the things lying. that, of all the things that, like you were like, we're gonna have this be like this another storyline, like okay, uh, whatever. So it, yeah, it does paint him to be. Uh, it does. It, I don't think feel like Peter's like being unreasonable though. N- well, uh, he, you it's know. At this point, at, at some point else, he's like, you know, I, a I, did, more I did crass, say, but, I mean, if you are the father of a child, I'm not saying you should be able to say, hey, you don't have, but you. Should be able to voice your opinion about. Sure, but he's over the top. He's very the over the top about it. Um, but he's should, also he, been studying for this big. Should uh, already voice that. Cause. Yeah. So he's, he's studying for a big piano test. Yeah, piano recital. Um, but sh- so he's set up to be a red herring, and but also this, I was just like, why would this just be a random ass conversation of all the conversations in the fucking world like that you would pick anyway? So then. We go back and Barb's drunk at the frat house. And not only is she drunk at the frat house, in front of Mr. Harrison, she's feeding a child champagne and she's like, I'm going to get Dude, this boy yeah. so Margot Kidder's so getting wasted. a kid drunk. That's how cool Margot Kidder is. Do you think that was in the script or is that just Margot uh, Kidder? Like, a lot of her stuff was improv. I believe it. So that's just off the cuff. She's getting a kid drunk. So Jess gets another phone call. And this is the first time Billy is mentioned. And he goes on for a while. 
uh yeah he um and meanwhile at the police station there yeah billy where did you put the bait he's he's like where well the reason billy the reason that it makes sense that peter is set up as the red herring it's obviously not going to be him because that's too obvious yeah but when she when jessica starts getting the phone calls it's like billy where did you put the baby um, yeah, you the know, baby he wasn't keeps mentioned talking. before the conversation exactly. so with Peter. He, he heard, I mean, I'm sure he heard her in the frat house, but I was like, or is this coincidental? I'm sure he just heard it, but whatever. The, he, this is where you really start hearing him changing voices and mm-hmm. going back and forth between Very like a talented. mom, t- kind of like Agnes, Billy, whatever. So Mr. Harrison, Barb, and Phil are down at the police uh, station reporting Claire missing. And this is the first time we meet officer nash who is the butt of a lot of jokes uh, this, yeah, he's an idiot. including this fellatio joke um, Which, yeah. and also like margo kid is drinking, drinking at a, a beer she's drinking station. a beer yeah. at the police station smoking smoking. Smoking. she's got the yeah, shelly win uh, shelly winners ash uh, yeah 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 she's Shelly well, Duvall, sorry. Well, no, she Whoa. has one of those in Superman as well, uh, because you know, because Superman checks her lungs. But Miss, I wrote Miss Mac does. is back. She doesn't yeah. care. So uh, they're at the police station. But Barb gives but the Jess phone number for the, the sorority house to uh, Nash that it's Felicio two zero eight eight zero. He goes, that's a new one on me. That's another thing that makes me think it's it's maybe Canadian because I don't know what. F-E, like, why is there numbers in this fucking phone number? Uh, or why is there it's letters? Not, it's not Canadian. Anyway, so we we go to yeah, hockey, so, and I was like... Uh, uh, so just talks to Miss Mac while they're down there and gets kind of filled in. But yeah. But we get to the hockey we meet place, Chris. and we already saw him at the party. At That's the party, Claire's yeah. boyfriend. And I was like, he he's looks pissed. very fucking familiar. Where is he from? Oh, he's the fucking older brother in Porky's. Oh, he plays the cop. The, must be Clark's the boy. guy's, you know, the older brother that's a cop in Porky's. Yeah. That's him. But his older brother's yep. a cop in this movie. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Bob Clark keeping it real. So we cut to the recital, which it doesn't look like it's doing that well. Uh, I know Peter a, is obsessed with piano. Also, just stop. Ooh. It was very sweating. gross. I mean, he is so disgusting. He's real sweaty. I was like, why did Jess talking even... about the Star Child? Yes, he yeah. loves the Star Child. Why did Why did Jess go Lee? out with him? He's such mm-hmm. a fucking pussy. Like but he's such a fucking dude, this, wussy little bitch. Those piano teachers he's seem inspired, like real pricks man. too. He's a fucking piece of shit. Those guys look at him. <laughs> Like he's a pure <laughs> fucking piece of shit while he's doing this. Yeah. Just like it reminded me of the Paul, uh, Paula Abdul "Cold Hearted Snake" video, except for they didn't oh, like it by the song. end. By the end of the video, they are like all hot and bothered. You, you by the just end of this never thing. touched the monolith. You don't know. Are what you it's still like. talking about this? I yeah, know, I guess 2001. So. Oh, uh, I can't talk about something that's not pissed. So Claire's boy. <laughs> Claire's boyfriend, uh, Chris, he's mad, and he gets to the police station, and then that's when we see Zaddy Saxon. Zaddy Daddy Productions, of course. There's another missing girl, Janice. And when he he came in, it was kind of like, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, and I was like, what's up, dog? What's up, baby? Everyone knew he was going to be in this shit, and then he he waited. It was like a late entrance. He's been in more movies than any other actor that I can think of in these. He wasn't in... He didn't. He wasn't there. He didn't 
film for very long, but the movie is very well edited to make it look no, like yeah, he's they in, got their money's worth in for the sure, movie yeah. a yeah, lot with, more than he the, would because I think he was only there for a week to film or something like that. But he looks like he's there the Dude, whole yeah. time. No, no, um, yeah, it's good. But so anyway, so he's then talking it, to this mom, and then Chris and yeah, Jess there's a mom of a 13 year old girl but, that's gone missing. <laughs> Chris and Jess. Just bust in here, and he kind of stops talking to this mom. Yeah, and it's just free, like, and she's a thirteen-year-old child. I mean, like this, you know. I mean, yeah. like the, you know, Claire's life matters too. But I mean, it would make you know. You could say, oh, she is a college girl, and she she just like ran off. That makes more sense. A thirteen-year-old going missing, that's more concerning. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean. Both of them end up being murdered, but you know, it's whatever. But so while that's happening, Mr. Harrison is having dinner with Miss Mac, Phyllis, and Barb, Barb. and they're all drunk. Uh, but especially Barb. Barb, and she tells a story tells that's a true. Fuck, but she talks about these turtles fucking it's, for three days. Yeah, and it, that's is true. Zebras it is for thirty it's seconds. Seas, it's sea turtles. That oh, is fuck it for three days? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is oh, where. Yeah. <laughs> Don't turtles have like weird weird dicks that are like half their body or something? Yeah, I've seen some odd photos. But you know, yeah, it it, it is that her her story was true. Is it's a is it true about zebras in thirty? I don't know about the zebra thing, but I think Bob Clark knows all kinds of weird shit about. For some reason, I wrote Barb. It isn't your fault, baby. Well, Barb starts going crazy. That that Claire is missing. She's wasted because she was picking on her in that one scene about the phone call. And in front of Homegirl's dad, she's just like, oh, you bet you all think it's my fault. And then we cut to Peter just fucking laying waste to the piano. I guess he didn't do well yeah. on his test. Yeah. And then Chris and Jess show up with news of the search. And um, I said, so oh, everybody, no. Barb goes to bed. I said, oh, no, crime procedural. They get Barb to bed. Miss Mac is like. When they're on their way out the door for the search, Miss Mag is like, I might go to my sister's, so if you don't see me when I get back, see you she's after like Christmas a, break. She's got a cab that's on its way to pick her up. And, you know, the search is for Janice, but at least Jess thinks that they're also searching for Claire. I guess the cops tell him, like, oh, we'll search for Claire while we're searching well, for I mean, this I think 13 Well, I mean, I think kid. their intent was to do that. Uh, you and know. We, we, uh, so they leave, and we see somebody lurking out of the house, outside of the house. It's Peter. You can't really tell it's Peter, but it's definitely Peter. And Miss Mac, guess what she's doing? She's drinking sherry and looking for Claude. Well, she <laughs> she she thinks she hears Claude the cat. Well, she does, and it does show uh, the cat on Claire in the rocking chair at this point. And Miss Miss Matt <laughs> Miss, Miss Mac, Mac has ordered a taxi. It shows up, starts honking. She starts hearing Claude though. She's like, "I'm gonna find my cat before I leave." Because she's she been thinks, looking well, for him the whole fucking movie. She's like, "If he's up in the attic, then he's gonna be stuck up in the attic, and yeah. I've got to get him out of the attic." So. This takes a minute, but it really builds suspense well. She climbs up the stairs. She ends up seeing Claire. And the killers are, like, watching her see Claire. Miss Miss Max looking for the cat? Yeah, Miss Max in the attic. Does she have a bottle of liquor hidden in the cat? I mean, Maybe. It's a big cat. You can fit a bottle of sherry in there. So she sees Claire, and she kind of looks around. And as soon as she looks around to where the killer is, he throws this hook that's attached to a pulley. At her, so I guess it hooks her in the face, and then she get he, over he pull, here. Yeah, yeah, it is totally like. Whoopsie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but it's a total Mortal Kombat move. I got some hookers oh, and some and he pulls her right up. Get he pulls her right up in the attic. And the taxi driver is banging on the I door. I said, "Guess he didn't need that. She didn't need that cab after all." 
Fatality. I, I bet, I bet and then Billy's it cuts, killing like... It does cut to Billy going cray with that Rocky yeah, chair. Yeah, I wrote Briggs I go, stuff. I wrote him as mad. Yeah, I wrote creepy him, ass Rocky mad. chair scene, man. It's, it, it's almost like he mad. wanted the taxi driver to fucking catch him. Yeah. Because the taxi driver pulls off after knocking on the door and he's taxi just like Taxi drivers always smashing. pull off whenever you're taking a ride with them, dude. <laughs> you ever been in a taxi? Have you ever seen taxi driver? <laughs> yeah, dude. He's I mean, pulling yeah. off the whole time. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, but he's he's mad. It's, no, he's, he's, he seems very mad, and he's like, "Is he mad because he didn't get caught?" I don't know, but he's like, he's he's like he's rocking <laughs> that rocking your hand chair like that, that clears <laughs> in. Hems yeah. is mad. I don't know. So Phil, it cuts Jess, to Chris, them finding and Janice. Mr. Harrison are fucking standing at the hobo fire. Whenever I see a hobo fire, I have to take a note of a hobo fire. Nah, dude, roast some marshmallow. Get down with some hobos. We see, uh, it's kind of, it reminded Mommy, me of I Halloween, mean, the way he kind of has Claire and Miss Mac, like, arranged yes, up in the does, attic, yeah. which I think John Comforter might have taken for I Halloween. I definitely think he did. Which, those Halloween movies would be better if Michael Myers had stayed an interior decorator. <laughs> But um, they find Janice, and there's. I That's really why like, he's always tilting his head. He's like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know about the feng, feng, feng shui yeah. in, the, in this room. Maybe but, I should have done How does it this down. dead body look? Let me here. get my sister. Hmm. Let me get my sister's tombstone. That'll really make the room. That's it. A tombstone. A tombstone. It'll really pop. And if we all wear sheets, oh my god. Oh my god. I know what this room needs. Me with a sheet on my head, and I need a tombstone to put behind this dead body, and I'll. I'll hang this one up. And eventually we'll get Paul Rudd. Oh, my God. So they find Janice. And there's this really cool thing. When Janice's mom sees Janice, she's, you can tell she's about to. She has clothes on, too. She's going to scream. And it cuts to a phone ringing. I thought that was a really nice little cut. You like phones. And so (laughs) Jess, Jess gets a nasty call. And this is Billy. When he you like phones? Okay. Yes, I like phones. Not really. I think there's a downfall of modern man. The cellular telephone. It's alien You're the technology. Your fucking number. Um, so Jess gets a, a, a nasty call. And it's Billy. And she's yelling for Miss Mac. And she can't find Miss Mac. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And somebody, while she's on the phone about to call the police, oh, she God. calls the police to tell the police about the nasty phone calls. Peter is coming down the stairs. We don't know it's Peter. Oh, wait. Before that, sorry. Were you, did you, but they already found Janice at this point. Yeah. I okay. talked about the cool they found thing Janice, where the and then the phone call, but there's the a baby rings. gurgling. So we have more of this. He's like, filthy Billy. I know what you yeah. did, Billy. Billy phone but call. The baby thing is, so she's, this is going to give Jess more reason to think that this is the Peter money. because. Yeah. He, well, he you know, she's, his... now she's told him she's pregnant and she wants to get rid of the baby. So anyway, I was yeah. like, girl, you ain't finding Miss Mac if no one can see Claire in the goddamn window. True. She's still up there. She's been up there. She'll be, she'll be <laughs> she's up, been up there. She's done been up there. And she probably is still there, actually. Uh, skeletal remains. So, she's Officer Nash. Officer Nash is the one who tells Jess, like, there's not much we can do. It's probably just one of your boyfriend's stupid But before that, I love when she goes, no, I don't want to hold. And I was like, well, I guess, well, that didn't work. She gets put on hold anyway. Olivia Hussey. All right, man. So, Olivia Bumblefuck is still not doing his job. Count Bumblefuck? Olivia Hussey's in this version of 
I guess it's Franco the, Zeffirelli's um, version of Romeo and Juliet, and they showed that in in the uh, middle school, and her tits are in it, and we gasped. It we was, watched uh, when I was in middle when I was in high school. We watched the Claire Danes Leonardo DiCaprio version, which was much better. Lame. I watched Romeo and Juliet. You in school? They showed you that. No, not in school. We dude. watched it in school. I was in, I was going it. to a public school oh. whenever I watched it, but I was at home when I. When did I you? But did when you did Romeo and Juliet? Did y'all watch a version of it? No. Uh, um. No. No, yeah. we had to read it. Though. Usually, they'll show either no. the like Claire Danes Leo. No, we had to read it. Or like it. that one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. okay. <laughs> Whatever. So, Jess, what's wrong? Peter, we got a couple options here. Well, okay. Yeah, so she's calling the police, and she, there's kind of a jump scare where Peter scares her um, because he was in the fucking house. He said he went to take a nap because he was getting cold outside waiting. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm late. Okay. Now, like, where you're at. So he, the, the, this is where. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on this. I'm just gonna. Oh, we just, we're talking about their I'm conversation. Gonna, I'm, right? I'm gonna talk about it real quick. So he goes, Jess, what's wrong? And I was like, Um, Peter, we have a couple options. Okay, one, it could be Claire because she's worried about Claire. Yeah. Two, it could be the fact that she's about to get a abortion. Three, yeah. a little girl was just found murdered in the park. Check. Pick one. I don't know. Now is and, and then well, he failed his recital. Then Emily. he, he go, failed his recital. I know recital. because he and whatever. Four, it's Tuesday now. But at this point, I was like, now is not the time to do what you're about to do, which is when he says you're gonna get, we're, we're gonna get married. And I was like, okay, Olivia married. has I You're really like her reasoning. I was like, she was very clear that she's getting an abortion. She says, I don't want to marry you. You go, girl. And he, he goes, what about the baby? And I'm like, um, I think she's been pretty fucking clear yeah. what she's going to do yeah. with you the fucking to, baby. Step off that shit. So stop. So this is when he says that you're just going to cut it off like a wart. Which I mean, is later said on damn. the next phone call. And that kind of So then her. it cuts back to cop bumblefuck Nash. Yeah. And, so, uh, so Nash... Yeah, mentions the address and Mr. Harrison notices like, hey, that's they're talking about y'all's house. And so they Saxon's telling Nash that he's doing a bad job, basically. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, Nash, you need to listen to him because he's your lieutenant. A and he's trying to tell you that you're doing. And this is where the fallacious uh, joke and comes then back in. He's like, because at first I'm like, why are they laughing? And I was like, oh, it's about the fallacious number. And I was like, God, Sergeant Nash is a fucking idiot. And he goes. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what Saxon's name is in the movie. It's been, it's Lieutenant been a long time at this fucking. Uh, I, I wrote down Saxon but, every uh, time. I, he, he says, "I don't think you could pick your nose without written instructions." That's pretty good. <laughs> to Nash, but back to Peter being a piece of shit. Shocker. Uh, he like smashes a Christmas. He light. says, "You are not going to abort that have, baby." They have an abortion right Guess what? She'll be sorry. Red herring. Annoying. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Zaddy. So. Apparently, what's up, Zaddy? Well, she throws him out, and as he's leaving, Luke, uh, he bumps into the uh, to John Phyllis Saxon at the door yeah. with Phyllis and Lieutenant Zaddy is what I wrote down. That's, oh, that's yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and Saxon Zaddy gives Daddy him. They're with linemen. He, you can tell Saxon's like it's that motherfucker. Yeah, and you and, can tell that uh, Saxon knows he's being a zaddy daddy. Mm-hmm. He knows, That's and, all he, he knows. and he also seems like a pretty good cop, honestly. Like, yeah, like a good cares. detective. Like, yeah, yeah. unless like, you're that little girl's mother that he just blows off because yeah. Olivia Hussey. Shows but he, up. this is where lineman Graham he's comes a into cop the movie. Than he is a dad because he brings in. Is he the phone man? He, he, he uh, yeah, Lieutenant brings in lineman Graham 
Is that the name of the actor or the name? No, that's the... his. That's his. His name. He's his name. Like I guess his last name's Graham, but he's called a lineman because, oh, because he does the phone lineman. stuff. Yeah. Okay. So he's setting the phone up so like they Richard can tap. Uh, this is our guy on the inside. Right? Oh yeah. So they're setting up the phone. The uh, lineman Graham setting up the phone in the house. They search so, uh, that, so they can tap the phone. And this is where it comes up that there's another phone in the house, so but yeah, it hasn't our, been Ms. used. Miss Mac, like, oh, Ms. Mac yeah. had her own line, and I was like, "Oh, there's another phone line." Miss Mac has a different line, but no phone calls. There have been no phone calls to that line. Wonder and, if that'll come into play. Hmm. So then, Peter's sulking outside. Phyllis so. and Phyllis at this point is yeah, losing Phyllis it because she's, it. It, she's like. I just know Claire's dead. I was like, okay, that was out of nowhere. Uh, um, once they found that little girl, but I mean, Phyllis is like punches and bunches. Then she talks about how she she's like, I'm just tired from all these cold pills. So I started thinking, hey Phyllis, what are these cold pills? That she's robo tripping, dude. That you're yeah, she's a D. I'm asking. I wrote, I wrote, Phyllis, what are these cold pills that that knock you out? Asking for a friend. It's quaaludes. I was like, it's got to be quaaludes. Okay, so three hundred dollars if you find us a quaalude. Right after that, you get this really cool shot. You get a really really cool shot. Mike's now trying to buy drugs. Okay. I was just kidding. Okay, so after that, you get a really cool zoom in. <laughs> you already have my number. You already have my address. You the phone. You get a really cool flagged. zoom in shot on the phone, and yeah. then it cuts to lineman Graham. Mm-hmm. But I thought that shot was really cool, where it just like zooms like in really like hard and fast onto the. And then dog. it goes to the killer rock hard and fast. The, the lieutenant the get and, and the lieutenant's getting really stupid phone calls about like. Like it's you know the normal Law and Order SVU. If you put anything on the news, you're gonna get all these crazy people gonna call in tips that are stupid and yeah. whatever crime procedural bullshit. Now Claire, it cuts to Claire again, but now she has a dolly in her um, arms. Yeah, Very she's cute. getting rocked like a little mm-hmm. granny. And something. then uh, it shows the old school form of tapping phones, mm-hmm. uh, which we see a couple times in this movie. So um, then we see Barbara freaking the fuck out. Jess is tending the, to her because she's Babs having a nightmare. She's having but, a nightmare about before, what's actually before, happening. Before that, you see the first person POV edited with Jess sitting next to the phone. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Jess is sitting next to the phone, but it's from, like, a first person POV uh, of the killer. I thought that was cool. So, Barb, yeah, she's nightmaring. Yeah, I feel like anytime um, you see that, down, like, looking downstairs, that's the killer spying, yeah. right? Yeah. But I, I do love when um, in movies, randomly, a character will have asthma out of nowhere. Um, because that, <laughs> I didn't this notice ha- that it was an asthma happen- attack until she says, This happens oh, a lot. It, like, it, it does happen. happen in movies. So Barbara's having a nightmare. Jess runs in. Uh, Barb wakes up and she's having an asthma attack. So- but the nightmare is that a stranger's coming in her room. So it's I, like, that's probably fucking happening. I was like, the, Probably a stranger was coming in your room, Barb. You're I just mean, drunk. Uh, then there's this stupid, the, these the stupid carolers. kids that are caroling, hey, and they carols do, are great. I was like, why? At, for for one, okay, it, it does end up Fuck getting those carolers. Man. It does end up getting resolved, but I was like, why didn't anyone tell them to shit. stay at home? But since a little girl was murdered, well, also one of the moms is like, it seems well, it seems like they hate what they're doing. They <laughs> well, really I mean, hate. I, it. Have I you ever gone caroling? Well. It's real. No, it's not. Have you? Has that ever happened to either? I've gone caroling before. You, I'm Michael Carroll, dude. 
Carol's Carol. That's not real. Carol that's Donna not, Carol. That's not. No, you seriously, did, I've gone to the church group. You just gave your full name and. Wait, did you guys just like knock on people's door and be like, you know, hey, no, we, we went to Merry Christmas. <laughs> we <laughs> it was with church and we went to old shut-ins. Are you fucking with me? Shut-ins that don't go to church anymore. You go Wait, sing yeah, to them. they lock you in the church. <sighs> no, you would leave no. the church, go to the old person's house, sing at their door, and they'd like. Give you candy. Okay, but that has nothing to do with your last Wait. name, and your last name is not spelled the same. So I don't yeah, know why you said that. <laughs> my wrestling name is the Christmas Carol. It is the Christmas Carol. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, but uh, it's a lifelong. You've gag. caroled. I've caroled, and then there was one time me, Mitch, George, Pete, we went caroling. It was like a week after Christmas. That, sounds, so Christmas like, that sounds like we a went, fucking nightmare. We went caroling at like oh, 3 a.m. and some guy almost sicked his dog on us. And he had like a hockey stick. You're lucky yeah, that they didn't shit. come to the door with a fucking gun. Yeah, that, anyway, happens, that happens soon. Um, so <laughs> We were trespassing. Uh, I got did some say, birds shot in our keister. I did say, oh no, Barb, sucks you have that unicorn figurine. Oh yeah, that was foreshadowed as well. That was like mm-hmm. a, a Chekhov's gun. But it, kind okay, of deal. so it so it does do. Uh, Bob Clark did. I mean, well, the editor did some pretty cool cuts here. So yeah, it's a really cool. It's, death there's scene. cuts between her getting stabbed with this unicorn figurine, between the children singing. Yeah, you can't hear um, it because of the caroling. Yeah, so yeah. the child because of the children singing and the death, uh, and I thought that was a a good. Good correlation because children singing in death since uh, children are evil, and uh, anyway, uh, just is clapping. So um, moving on, they must she, be slaughtered. I hey. mean, I don't know why she was acting ring, like she ring, loved ring. them so much. She's about to abort one. Ring, oh, ring, well. ring. <laughs> just you can like children Jesus. without wanting. Children. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the, no, there's yeah, a yeah. woman that comes up ring, and she's like, ring, "Kids, ring, ring. you need to get in the board. car there because there's a girl killed." Aren't you going to answer your phone? Yeah. So. The phone rings. They're trying to trace the call. Um, and this is where the, the I, I was Billy, like, man, that was fucking hard to do in the past. Tapping what, a fucking, oh, yeah. like, finding yeah, that got, phone. There's a whole warehouse network of that shit. Be, I know. Like, but yeah. it'd be so difficult I mean, now there probably is it, now, man. But the thing it's is, not the same. No, no, no. You just download a little app. And like, yeah. <laughs> get a burner. So this is where Billy says... Exactly. He echoes Peter's words from earlier about the abortion and says something like, just like having a wart removed. Yeah. So, dude, and I wrote... And I think that's where... Okay, so the dude is like tracking the call, though. Graham. He, he's in the warehouse like at this point, right? Yeah, Graham. Like the lineman. lineman, yeah. That, that that place looks like a cave. Yeah, but, but he I was calls like, Saxon. I was like, I bet, I bet she can't Jess. keep him on the phone long enough to yeah. uh, tap it. Yep, sure. I was up per usual. Saxon calls um, him. Saxon on the case to keep him on the phone longer. But he does hear the different voices, and he's like, Peter, never mind, gotta call you back. Well, yeah, this is where he's finally hearing it. So this is where the cop comes in. Next shot time in you'll the get ass. the gun up your ass. Yeah. There's an old man who shoots a That's cop who'd been like looking for the little girl killer now, and he shoots this cop in the ass and says, "Next time I'm gonna be up your ass." And then it cuts to Phyllis saying the dumbest thing that I've ever heard in the movie, when she goes, "Whoever it is should be stopped." No <laughs> shit, Phyllis. Yes. Yeah. And then totally. then they're like, Bar- "Barb is fine. She's sleeping now." I was like, "Yep, she is sleeping forever." Um, but uh, Peter also so, calls, and cool. he 
Peter calls Jess and is like, "Hey, it's Peter." So yeah, you know he's, it's Peter, he's making but himself he's sound gu- he's, he's making himself sound guilty as hell. He says, "We can't kill the baby." He's freaking out on uh, the like, phone. Like, stop being such a fucking bitch, Peter. Well, now Zaddy Saxon knows yeah. all of Jess's business because he's and listening. This call, <laughs> this call was Jess has to really go into her personal life. But this call wasn't long enough to trace either. So. Then Lieutenant uh, Zaddy calls Jess back, and she he continues to get in her business, and he's like, "What's the deal? Tell me about that yeah, baby he makes issue." Her say and then he says, that "She's pregnant." Uh, like, BT Dubs, uh, that call wasn't long enough either. So, um, and he starts coordinating yeah. a house to house search here, which brings some search party guys to their house, and they make a joke about how they'd rather be with the killer than with those dorks that showed up. The, True. Those guys look Canadian. Uh, she, well, and and she uh, two Canadians show oh, up. Also, it's like uh, Jess does <laughs> tell Zaddy, uh, Lieutenant oh, Zaddy, some SCTV uh, alumni on there. She mm-hmm. says uh, that but fi- before that she was on. P- that you know Peter's harmless. He's an artist, so he's very high strung. Okay. Anyway, that means he so couldn't hurt a fly, right? Peter was in the house when she got the call, so uh, therefore he's ruled out at that at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Keep him on the phone, Jess. Jess needs to, uh, just at this point, needs two aspirins. I was like, I would need a lot Nash more than that. That he wants to look into Peter. So the, oh, yeah. The, the search, you're talking about the, the search party guys, and yeah. they're like, they're weird. They're and they're like, they're total goobers. I was like, he goes, don't be, they do, don't be afraid if another search party comes by. Oh, well, at least a good laugh for Phyllis and Jess. Yeah. But then there's an attic shot. Dun, that dun, dun. Mm. But uh, this is where Saxon. And Nash have a conversation where he wants Nash to find out what he can about Peter because Saxon thinks it is Peter. Yeah. Because he, 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 he thinks he's cute. Yeah, and Phyllis <laughs> at this time is, is like, also going to go. Check on Barb. Barb. Phyllis wants to go check on Barb. And I was like, uh, oh, Phyllis, don't go check on Barb. I think she just died. Because uh, she does die. It does, but it's she not like screen, opens but, the door yeah, and yeah. checks on her and she gets like pulled. pulled in, like the yeah. door is shut and she's like locked in so there. So then the we get another phone call. Will she keep him on the phone long enough this time? Yeah. She will. Finally. But, uh, they so know Saxon where also Billy is, the, the... but we don't. Where <gasps> is he? Good thing they have Graham. There's a trace. The calls are coming from inside the house. That's when he tells Nash to... But Saxon still thinks it's Peter because at some point... While this is before, maybe there's a cop outside. Also, by the way, there's a cop yeah, that's sitting but outside. He finds they Peter's don't realize... demolished piano, so he still thinks, "Hey, this is fucking." Peter. Yes, but they also think there's a cop that's watching the house. The cop has been killed, Officer Jennings. Um, and she's I already started trying to find Phil just killed, by calling but... for, her. like calling upstairs, Phil, Phil. Yeah. And there's never any answer. So, so in the background, Phil's Lieutenant missing. Zaddy sends. Uh, I was like, send Nash. Yeah, that's. The, good fucking idea uh, he says if you blow this i'll kill you then there's a phone call will she answer yeah it is nash he said don't ask any questions put the phone on the hook leave the house the caller's in the house the calls are coming from the house it do- and basically she's like i need to get barb and well, you Phil- skipped over the cop with his throat cut no, I, I said to, that. I said that. Oh, he, I said you that. You did say the cop outside. Yeah, yeah the yeah. cop is dead, but we don't know when he died. Um, but uh, he's, she's like, I need to get Barb and Phil, and he's like, Don't, like, don't. You need to. You and need to she leave. doesn't listen. And she doesn't well, listen. Nash blows leave it because Barb and Phil Saxon made sure to tell Nash, like, don't tell her the fucking killers there. But then he we does. see a cool zoom in, and he says, 
uh, this is kind of you and me. There's secret. a. Do- it's like so don't go up there. Don't go up there. Don't go upstairs. She ain't listening. She grabs a fire poker. Just don't be a hero, please. But Come she's on. And I, then I said, th- "This is at the moment that I said, is she a foreign exchange student?" She sounds British, though. Wait, who? Just. Even in Canada, she would be foreign. Anyway, the fire poker isn't going to do much. Canadian. But whatever. This is a. This this is this got a tad tedious. Well, you this, don't. This At this point, she doesn't know that anybody's been killed. But soon she she does except the little girl. In in about five minutes, she finds the dead bodies. Yeah, she goes to Barb's room and sees them like stacked up artfully, yeah. Michael mm-hmm. Myers style. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, not Michael Myers style, Billy Michael style. Myers. No, like, no, no, no. They're they're having proto Michael. Proto Mike. Yeah. It's like a death orgy on a bed, right? Is that what you're talking? I about? I think this looks real jalloey with the eye and the. It does. Because the killer is like the, Billy's eye in, 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 the, Billy's in the door eye. thing or yeah. whatever. Oh yeah. my god, that it's real creepy. Really and I, like, a, I, I was like, man, Argento probably loved yeah. the shit out of this movie. No, uh, no, Billy's gotcha. Now she's hiding, but he's so he's gonna have whatever. He's going hard. And Ray's teacher question: Do you know it? So also, nineteen seventy four is Profundo Rosso. Do you know? If that came before or after? Uh, I bet it came before because I'm pretty sure this probably came out around, around Christmas. the end of the year. Good yeah, point. Good but point. I don't know that for sure. Uh, it gets a little tedious right oh, this here. This is a fun summer uh, First person POV. Where is she? Good timing, Peter. He, uh, Peter so shows up. Yeah, she goes down to the basement and there's like a shadow in the window. It's Peter and Jess thinks it's him. So she's not answering his calls. But you can tell he doesn't think that she thinks it's him. Because he breaks the glass and is still like, Jess, come here. Also, why? He breaks the glass how did and the comes cops, into the basement. The cops get there and they, they immediately to know the to go to the basement. I was like, how? Do, and I was like, Zaddy Saxon, probably. That's why. So, yeah, Zaddy, he, he finds, Zaddy Daddy knew. Yeah. He finds the dead cop right Peter when did. Jess screams. <laughs> and, yeah, when the, Jess is alive. But she looks dead at first. She looks dead, yeah. The cops break into the Peter's basement. Dead. They see she, she Peter on top of Jess. Yeah, she opens her but eyes, but Peter is dead. Did she, did she kill Peter? Or she did... killed Peter, okay. I'm pretty sure. I, think, I thought yeah. so, too. With that fire Totally, yeah. Okay, so they thought it was Peter, but anyway, then it cuts so to this weird... sedated in bed. This weird... They're, they're t- yeah, she's sedated in bed, and then they're like, uh, you're going to have to take the bodies to this other hospital. I was like, y'all don't have room for seven bodies. Actually, yeah. just six, because they haven't found Claire. Actually, five, because they, they didn't even find Mac So either. they have found the two girls... And Peter. Yeah. Isn't that it? Yeah, and the little girl from before and the, the little, officer. Oh yeah. So five bodies. Five. So they Come can't on. so they can't fucking take whatever. Now her dad's passed out on the house. Uh he he like faints from shock. That's not yeah. her dad, that's Claire's dad. That's yeah, I mean I meant Claire's dad. Because yeah, you don't see So the doctor's dead, like, yeah, yeah, she'll be like, up for yeah, the next four leave hours. Leave Jess alone in the house with the killer. Fate and it seems unknown. Like they're, they're leaving there there till the next day. By herself. Mm-hmm. Well, you would think there's a... Okay, someone killed... I know y'all thought it was Peter or whatever, but, like, a cop was killed outside. Like, maybe just just to be safe. And fucking Claire is still in the window. Yeah, Claire's still <laughs> in the window. So, the, the movie ends with... Uh, fate, so with there's a really cool shot just where it's, like... Fate unknown. It's yeah. showing her in bed, and then it pans over to the bloodstained Barb's bed, and then it pans over, I think, to Claire's room... Which is very reminiscent of the end of Halloween, the, by the way. It pans to the attic, and we see the rocking well, dude, chair. The attic rocking. thing, especially with her, kind of like rotted with the bag of her face, reminded me of like the attic of Hellraiser, the way it backed up out of the house. Or yeah, whatever. 
Like it's in, a cool shot. Yeah. So the end is like with the, first the, the phone the very ringing first and there's just, a cop on the on the porch outside. But, fat lot of goodies going to be for a, Jess. There's a phone ringing and Jess is probably going to die. Her fate is unknown. That's what but it leads we're me to believe, we're, we're, we're led to believe die. that she's probably she's out for be four killed. hours. There's the cop outside. Yeah. Like nobody's going to save her. A for A plus the Bob credits roll. It's a fucking. Uh, and it, I like I really dude, like how oh, the credits like while the credits are going the phone, the phone keeps going yeah. yeah it doesn't dude, until uh, it fades to black another but. thing too like uh, whenever you know that like like the kind of killer thing is like still kind of going it reminded me I know I mentioned this earlier but uh, cruising with Al Pacino I thought you were going to say 2001 no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to get to that afterwards that's in uh, that's Fuck in the deaths no um, uh, <laughs> anyway no uh, we're we're uh, way over no no but uh the thing there's is, a lot of trivia well too. let me let me fucking say what i'm gonna say then uh but the thing is is like uh at the end of a uh, cruising or whatever like there's a guy uh walking that looks like the killer from the beginning yeah. or whatever so it's like you don't know yeah and i like that about this one it's like oh shit you know yeah like, you've yeah. never it's really seen good. a killer yeah, that's pretty know, rare yeah. there's like no, no you yeah. don't even you, know you if his name's really get Billy. Billy. you're more nervous you at get, the very like, end stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Any point. Like, you don't know yeah. even his name i mean is it Billy? Billy? like i mean i don't know so kill count peter could have killed anybody no a pussy okay <laughs> so he didn't even want to kill a like a a, a little tiny sperm baby those nothing anyway okay so are you saying being well i mean yeah. okay. he's trying to recreate the star child 11 he's, minutes he's into the movie we have our first kill it is claire she's strangled and suffocated with a plastic bag 30 minutes later we have miss mac who uh, gets a hook to the face and dragged to the attic Two minutes after that is uh, Janet. You don't see. She isn't killed at this moment. Our body's found. Janice, uh, the little girl, uh, unknown. Her body's found off screen. Um, at uh, 22 minutes later, Barb is stabbed with the glass unicorn horn. Um, let's see. 11 minutes later, Phil. She's killed off screen. She's pulled into Barb's room. Uh, four minutes after that is when we've find officer jennings throat slit so we i don't know when that really happened but that's when we see it and then 10 minutes after that peter's killed off screen by jess with the fire poker um there is a lot of trivia i'm not gonna go into all of it so the budget at the time was estimated six hundred twenty thousand dollars. and mario kidder drank all that away and snorted <laughs> okay. it all away so six hundred twenty thousand dollars very low budget so they had to replace that okay so too. anyway it grossed Four million fifty three thousand dollars in the box office. Now, with today, uh, with inflation, with today's standards, the budget that would be about three million, and it would have grossed about twenty one million. And Margot would have snorted at least okay. half of that. The original script, um, in the original script, the murder scenes were a lot more graphic, but Clark, uh, Bob Clark, thought it would be more effective to have it toned down. The writer agreed, so that's what they did. Um, NBC scheduled this film for its primetime network debut on January 28th, 1978, under the title Stranger in the House, which is weird because we Stranger weird. Called, Yeah. On January 15th, 1978, though, right before... Cause this so is they, where the controversy hold starts, on, No, right? Okay, just hold on. All right, So sorry, they scheduled to show it for the first time on network TV on the 28th of January. However, on January 15th, three days was... Or no, wait. Hold on, four days before my birthday, also a few years before. Okay. Weird. Of 1978, 
Two female students at Florida State University were murdered by an assailant who broke into the sorority house where they lived. Three other young women in the immediate vicinity were attacked and assaulted. So NBC received numerous pleas from locals to pull the movie from the broadcast in light of the crimes. And after first stating that they would offer the local affiliates an alternate an alternative movie to the broadcast, they decided to pull the plug to, on the movie altogether. Instead, the film Doc Savage, Man of Bronze was shown. I thought it was a spit um, on your grave. NBC instead ran Stranger in the House as a late movie on May 14th of the same year. The perpetrator of the crimes at the Florida State University was later identified as Ted Bundy. Oh, shit. Okay. Reportedly, uh, writer Roy Moore took inspiration for the story from an actual series of murders that took uh, took place in Montreal, Quebec around this Christmas season, along with the urban legend, The Babysitter and the Man Upstairs. So it was two of those. And I can't remember the guy's name. I think I have it. Anyway. The audio for the demented phone calls was edited into the film during post-production. So while shooting the footage for the phone call scenes, the actresses were actually just reacting to threatening dialogue being spoken from director Bob Clark off camera. Sicko. Um, well, if you know Bob, you know. You know. <laughs> so, I mean, I think a gross of $4,053,000 is nothing to be ashamed about. But the film really only had moderate box office success and a pretty negative critical reception when it was originally released. Uh, however, it's gone on to have a large cult following. And, and it has since been reevaluated yeah, uh, critically. Yeah, yeah. It's now considered classic. So uh, the original title of the film script was Stop Me. It was director Bob Clark who came up with the title Black Christmas, saying he liked the irony of something dark occurring during a festive holiday. Um, it's also a tongue-in-cheek reference to the Christmas song White Christmas. So, um, Despite its ominous themes and plot, Olivia Hussey reassured that the set was very light and happy uh, between takes, stating everyone got along with each other. She did, however, yeah, admit Margaret that Margot Kidder, the ho- the that whole Margot time. Kidder was rather distant from the cast and crew. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was on some other trip. So, Keir Dulea, the guy that played Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, worked only Star for a Man. week. Starman. He's Star the one Child. that, I'm sorry, he's the one that only worked for a week on the film. Never meeting Margot Kidder, Lynn Griffin, Art Hindle, or Miriam Walden, and barely meeting John Saxon and Andrea Martin. But the film is carefully edited in such a way that he appears to be present throughout the movie. It so works. I was wrong. It, it was not John Saxon. Yeah. Same um, thing with, well, I mean, even Saxon and him, it works. They edited them in, like, yeah. I don't know. It's, minimal, it's a minimal vulgarity from the phone calls was initially scripted. Director Bob Clark read <laughs> out rather tame dialogue for the director, actress to react to. However, stronger course language was later looped in. Um, the sorority house scene in the film was not a set constructed for the film but an actual house that had to be rented for the film's production um some scenes in the script had to be like rewritten to accommodate the house's foundation um it still stands to this day as a popular tourist attraction so you can go find it um upon its initial release in the u.s the film's title was changed to silent night evil night because american distributors feared the title black christmas might cause the film to be mistaken for a black exploitation flick however the film didn't do well under the new titles changed back to black christmas um, under which it was more of a success. So, star Margot Kidder admitted in an interview that she never thought the film would become a hit and was proud to learn to gain such a large following, whatever. Thought she was drunk the whole time. Yeah, she, well, she, how would she have known? Um, Too busy hitting on that cop. During an interview with director Bob Clark, uh, Clark said Olivia Hussey's decision to take the role of Justice based upon advice given to her by a psychic. According to Clark, Hussey said her psychic believed the film would be successful and a wise career choice for her. Nice. So, yeah. 
composer Carl Zittrier, I, I don't know how to say his name, he said that he created the bizarre music score for the film by tying forks, combs, and knives to the strings of his piano so the sound would warp as he struck the keys. Uh, he also said he would distort the sound further by recording audio tape while putting pressure on the reels of the machine to make it turn slower. Hmm. Okay, yeah, so here's yeah. more about uh, the uh, inspiration for the the writer that wrote the movie. Uh, uh, inspired by some real-life murders that occurred in Montreal, Quebec. I'm trying to find... Okay, this is most likely... They didn't say for sure, but it is most likely based on Canadian serial killer Wayne Bowden, who killed three women in Montreal between October 1969 and January 1970. This is totally a Canadian movie. His fourth known victim was murdered in Calgary, Alberta, in May of 71. He was known as the Vampire Rapist. Um, this film holds the honor of being the first seasonal slasher film. A horror movie taking place during a holiday really? uh, in a horror Wait, in horror movie really? history and would later be followed by Halloween, Friday the 13th, Prom Night, Mother's Day, Graduation Wait. Day, My Bloody Valentine, Silent Night, Deadly Night, no April way. Fool's Day. No way. Like, and slashers are just horror movies. You said horror movie history? It's seasonal slasher film. Slasher. Wait a minute. There's, there's got to be some like Bela Lugosi like something like figure that. it figure it out Christmas in Pennsylvania yeah, yeah. wait what about it holds Santa the Clause honor of being the first the seasonal Martians. slasher Horror slasher like, slasher okay, okay, okay seasonal slasher according to right. Bob Clark Margot Kidder insisted on drinking real alcohol for the various scenes <laughs> yeah, I thought Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a fucking Can Memorial Day take, movie what? I thought Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a Memorial Day movie no. They say it in there, no, don't they? No, yeah, they it's, do. They it's, talk about it's it all August the time. 19th. That's the only thing Leatherface no, I'm says. Sorry, no, it's, it's Abby Memorial Day. <laughs> You've never seen the <laughs> Are you crazy? It happens on my dad's <laughs> birthday. Yeah. And no, I think it's, it's like... you got to play it backwards. No, it's like August 17th, I think, because it's, it's like very close to my dad's birthday, which okay. is the 19th. So, right. uh, Legend has it that this was Elvis Presley's favorite horror movie. Cool. And his tradition was Far to watch out, it every Christmas. Further rumors say that his family kept their tradition alive and watched it in its memory. If true, Elvis would have celebrated this tradition a maximum of only three times before his untimely death in August of 1977. So, um, this film gave Olivia Hussey and Mario Kidder recognition as Scream Queens. Ironically enough, uh, Olivia Hussey does not like horror films. Um, She's in A novelization of the film... Written by Lee Hayes was published in 1976, which offered more insight into the characters and more plot development. The book is rare, however, and it's since got out of print. So, uh, I would I would actually like to read that though. I think it'd be yeah interesting probably, to like yeah, like yeah. if he went into Billy more so or what it happens. The, 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 book, the book was first. It wasn't a novel novelization. It, they wrote it after. Oh, so it, novel, it, 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 was, it was a novelization. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the role of like Lieutenant that Fuller, that's Zaddy, was originally Zaddy supposed to be played by Edmund O'Brien, but due to failing health from Alzheimer's, he had to be replaced. John yeah, Saxon, fuck out of here with your failing uh, health. John Saxon was brought in at the last minute when a space in his schedule opened up. They're so. like, are you healthy? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay, good. Okay, so here's the voices. Mm -hmm. According to Bob Clark, there were three voices used for Billy's frightening phone calls, including actor Nick Mans. Means well, Zuko. according to Father Marin, an there's unnamed, only one. An unnamed actress and himself. So it was Bob, okay, it was Bob it was Clark, Nick Mansuko, and an unnamed actress. During a fan expo panel in 2014, Nick Mansuko said that the actress was probably Anne Sweeney, though he wasn't entirely sure as the film came out 40 years prior and he couldn't remember. So, yeah. Um, the role of Peter was originally offered to Malcolm McDowell, but he turned it oh, down. Oh, shit. 
He turned it down, and he it was a decision he regrets to this day when he saw the massive success of the film and its classic horror film status. Um, Bob Clark, the director, said the phone call scenes were filmed before they recorded the profane dialogue. He said he wanted the girls' reaction to be kind of like low-key and numb. So um, he didn't want to overwhelm them with the shock value, uh, like the shock dialogue. So yeah, so that's why he edited in later. So oh, anyway... A strict rule that Clark had set for himself when it came to writing the female characters was to never objectify them sexually or give them nude scenes. He wanted them, the college girls to come up as real people and not disposable horror characters waiting to die. Um, during the conversation... Uh, yeah, okay, wait, hold on. The film setting of Bedford is an intentional homage to another classic Christmas film called It's a Wonderful Life. Hmm. Um, one of the main reasons that Kier whatever delay yeah delayed. agreed to do this Delia. film was Delia. because Delia. it was being shot Delay. near Digital where his parents Delay. lived and he wanted to go visit them in canada so that's no 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 this is a canadian movie okay an early example of a largely mainstream film containing the word cunt this was cut out for its uk release oh so they didn't want to get put on the nasties mm-hmm. yeah um so though yeah this is another this is oh this is awesome Gilda Radner was offered the role of Phyllis Carlson. Oh, oh shit. And she was attached, with... but Dude, dropped out one month wild. before filming, owing to Saturday Night Live commitments. No shit. Yeah. That's fucking that's, awesome. And that's and the lady wild. that was replaced and by SCTV. And Andrea Martin mm-hmm. fucking got it, and she was, in, uh, she was on SCTV and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, she's yeah. been in all kinds of stuff. She's also in Cannibal Girls. The film uh, was... she's, on, she's in Hedwig and the Angry Inch as oh, the yeah. manager. She's in all kinds of stuff. Your biopic. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the film was shot in 40 <laughs> days. The role of Miss Mac was offered to Betty Davis, who turned it down. Oh shit, that'd been she, cool. She would have later. She would later work with uh, Olivia Hussey on Death on the Nile, though reportedly they did not get along. So, um, yeah. Uh, when the house was originally rented for the film production, it had been occupied in poor shape, old wallpaper, blah blah blah. They had to go and redo it. There are um, books about this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a, there, Billy's erratic phone calls made after each murder seems almost eerily similar to, this is true, serial killer Paul Michael Stefani's actions. Uh, he's known as the weepy voice killer. Weepy he would, he would, voice, he would always, he would call after he killed people and be like, oh, you've got to stop me, I can't. It reminds me of Manhattan Ripper, um, the Donald Duck Well, you should watch killer. a, you should watch a documentary on the weepy voice killer. He is fucking scary. Um... In order to get the proper creepy and raspy voice for Billy, actor Nick Mansuko had to stand on his head to compress the thorax in his neck. He had to stand on his head and smell sardines. (laughs) (laughs) Barbara Cord was intended to be a bisexual woman, as seen when she is talking about her past boyfriends and looking at Playboy magazines. That's Margot. Yeah, yeah, she is looking at a naked woman when she loses her shit in front of Mr. Harrison. Um, yeah. The entire cast is Canadian, except for Kier Dulia, John Saxon, and Olivia Hussey. Yeah, Bob the Clark's an American TV. guy, but he worked a lot in the 70s and 80s. It's part Canada. of the trivia that um, uh, Margot Kidder said that she had to have at least eight vodkas a day just to perform, but yeah, everybody else in the production crew she, was like, that's not true. That was just real her. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> it was a composer, Carl Zitt. Zittrayer, who contacted star John Saxon, who he met on a previous film about filling in for the role of uh, Lieutenant Fuller. And I don't know who, who the guy is that it was supposed to go to, but I guess he's a big deal. 
Um, Bob Clark in a Q&A said he had no inspiration for the film's concept and that it was a completely original idea for him and Roy Moore. The only thing that inspired him was the actual series of murders that occurred in Montreal. Wait a so. minute. These guys invented Christmas? Yeah. No, they invented like the sorority house massacre. Yeah. Oh. The original script was over 166 pages long Jesus. before Bob Clark came in to do some rewrites. The unaltered script of films could have easily produced a near three-hour film. The script was used for the basis of the long out-of-print novelization. Um uh. So we I'll keep got an eye a lot more. I, I think that would be so cool, though. I mean, we'll, we'll it, never but... fucking find it. It's, I'm sure it's like thousands of dollars. Um, Mar- Mar- Margot Kidder and Andrea Martin became close friends on the set. Uh, it was financially su- successful in Canada, becoming the third highest-grossing Canadian mm-hmm. film of all time in 1974, with a gross of four million. Behind the apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz and the French language, Diefems. That's a lot of money. It eh? was kind of like an American giallo, like sort of. Yeah. Like uh, Canadian. Well, I don't Canadian. Canadian I guess Canadian. <laughs> well, sort of. You know, like this side of the pond. Marion like, Wildman would only do one more film after this one, Phobia, before her untimely yeah, death she, in 1985. Ma- Miss Mac. She was in yeah. Deranged. She was really oh, good. Oh yeah, in that. I like that yeah. movie. Um, so the scene where Chris plays ho- uh, hockey was filmed in uh, a real university in Toronto. He had uh, he was already he had experience with it. Um, I like the way the, the hockey mask, were the, the goalie mask actual, looked yeah. really cool. Oh, yeah. It was all painted up and shit. Yeah. I just have a couple notes about some of that other horror movies these actors were in. I mean, we this has been like an hour and ten minutes. So. Well, you just up. went into every little detail about the production. Olivia Hussey was in It, Psycho 4, and Ice Cream Man with Clint Howard. Margot Kidder was also in the famous for the Amityville horror and... Uh, Sisters by Brian De Palma. Are you f- uh, forgetting something else? I don't. I'm, the... I don't care about Superman. Claire was Fuck in. You, dude. Claire was in Strange Brew. Going to the SCTV thing again. Yeah, 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 curtains. Yeah, yeah. Phil was in SCTV and Cannibal Girls. Yeah. Miss Mac, like I just said, was in Deranged. Uh, the guy that played Graham, the lineman, he was really uh, one of another Canadian guy, David Cronenberg's guys. He was in The Fly, Videodrome and dead zone and the guy that played nash the shitty cop was the coach in porkies yeah and he I was remember, in the yeah. twilight twilight zone dude movie. okay, uh, so, okay. So, no, also, no 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 before this you're talking shit about superman okay so the tagline for that shit was no the tagline for that shit superman was uh you will believe a man can fly margot kidder since 1974 has been teaching anyone if you believe in drugs you can fly too okay there were several attempts love over the margot years kidder. to produce i love margot kidder. to produce a sequel for the film um, after the failure There's of been the, so many remakes, right? After no, I think two. 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 Uh, after the failure of the remake, Bob Clark began to work on the sequel before he tragically passed away in a car crash due to a drunk driver <sighs> um, in 2007. Oh yeah, he made Porky's and, and Christmas y- yeah. story. In all these attempts, Olivia Hussey and John Saxon were to reprise the roles of Jess and Lieutenant Fuller, cool. respectively. So they Jess was it? supposed to survive. Yeah. Um, he said in an interview that he couldn't recall whose no, eye was used. I, I thought them. I thought she did survive. I mean, that, that's well, what it's, I thought. It's open ended, but like the killer's in the house. She's passed out for four hours. Okay, so Bob Clark stated in an interview that he couldn't recall whose eye was used for the famous shock scene where Jesse's Billy staring at her from out the door. But it was possibly Albert J. Dunk, the camera operator, um, who played Billy during some of the murder scenes. It's never been confirmed. Um, Billy is mainly embodied by that guy, but uh, who not only did the POV shots, but yeah, played him. Um, Warner Brothers initially insisted on a more conclusive ending, but Bob Clark was determined to keep it unclear. That decision has largely played into the cult status of yeah. the movie. I At, wish more movies ended like that. Yeah. 
Actress Lynn Griffin revealed that for the scenes where she's wrapped in the plastic bag, she would rip a hole in the bag, stuffing the opening into her mouth and poke nose holes in the bag with pencils so she could breathe. Um, being a swimmer also helped her because she, she could hold her breath. I bet it sucked to be in that fucking yeah. bag. After seeing the ending of the film, studio executives asked to Bob Clark's changed the ending. The proposed idea was to have the cops leave Jess alone with Chris, Claire's boyfriend. She wakes up and says, Agnes, don't tell them what we did. Then he kills her. Clark refused and kept Wait, the would that mean that she was the killer? The yeah, I guess. Uh, that would have been crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a legendary movie. Yeah. Legendary. And it's really good. Yeah, I like Christmas this, Evil this better. Movie's still, got chest hair, man. It this movie does indeed. Do you think John Saxon has chest hair? No, he yeah, fam- he famously didn't. Shaves it? No, no, no. no he Wax. forced it not to grow by the will of his mind. Bob Clark did approve the remake of in two thousand six. Did Bob Clark saying. knew about John Saxon? I Sex know I've seen the twenty twenty. Is it twenty 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 nineteen? I can't one? remember the newer one. I've never seen the 06. I saw the 06 one. And it was terrible. The other one's not that good either. Uh. Are we going to rate him? Do you guys think yeah. John Saxon ever watched Sally, Jesse, Raphael? It's, yeah, I used to. It's not I thought it was Donahue, man. He's a Donahue Donahue guy. Maury. Yeah. Nick, in the case of Margot Kidder's alcoholism, you are the father. I would love to be, and man, I would love to have drank with Margot Kidder. Okay, she what do you, you rate it? What do I rate it? Uh, I rate this, um, I'm rating this a very strong 3.5. I rated a very strong three point seven five. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't give it. I cannot give it four stars. It's. It's. It. That's too high. I think it's awesome. Uh, it's oh, just. It's, 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 it's great. It's just not exactly my thing. It's. It's, like, it's not. I'm gonna go three. I think it's as good as I. I like Silent Night, Deadly Night just as much as I like this. No, movie. it's better. I, than I, I like Deadly Black Night Christmas Night. more, but it. It's like, like Christmas Eve more. There's too much crime procedural stuff. It's a North American yeah. giallo. I feel like it's some of the twists and turns. It gets a little. It's like we've got to cover all our bases. Pacing, it's like you could leave some of this shit out. There are definite pacing issues near the end. I think especially. But it is beautifully I, shot. I don't know. I like that. Like the movie was Three actually and a quarter, thought out. Okay, it's and a little, like it's a little the, better people did take their time with it, and it it. It is spacious, but it doesn't seem like it lags too no, much. It does, it I'm going three. I mean, straight three. Well, yeah. yeah. Gentlemen's That's fine. Three. I mean, let, but, uh, uh, you yeah. know, I, 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 I'm I can't with, good, with yeah. good conscious uh, conscience give it a four. I just can't do that. No, no. I'm going three and a half for sure. 3.75. But it's a strong 3.75. Yeah, and my, my three and a half strong. I would be surprised if anyone listening to this podcast is still actually listening. Uh, <laughs> I would also be surprised if you actually haven't seen the movie. But if you haven't, you definitely should. So, um, stay gagged on uh, that, more Santa. on that plastic bag. Stay gagged on a big uh, space monolith. Stay gagged on Claude's big white cat oh, hair. Stay gagged cool. on the pod bay doors. Stay gagged <laughs> on that uh, on that phone on that that tap phone. Stay phone gagged phone. on Frank. Being Stay the first on. man that would ever reach Saturn. Stay gagged on this being uh, almost an hour and 16 minutes. Stay uh, gagged on Straight <laughs> Sherry and I'm out. And stay gagged on all of our social media. Oh, Zaddy Saxon, sorry. Stay gagged on all of our social media, Instagram, TikTok, Gag Me With a Knife Podcast, Twitter, Gag Knife Pod, become a Patreon to uh, get early access to episodes. Hi, Katie. Hey, Katie. Member shout outs. We already said that when we were talking about seeing phone calls. Oh, um, yeah. Early access to episodes, member shout outs, fan requested episodes, and 
um, bonus exclusive episodes that you won't find anywhere else. They won't be on the regular podcast. They're only there. We have three up there so far. By the time this comes out, we're going to have more. We'll probably have about five by the time this one comes out. So, yeah. Um, Merry fucking Christmas. I hope you get whatever you want. And, Santa didn't uh, bring whatever. me nothing. I can't believe Santa's not real. I still don't really not believe. Mike. Tia Mikey. Um, okay. Uh, stay gagged on. We have to have a talk with Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mom, I'm all right. The new mom and dad have to have a talk uh, with a Tomorrow's grown my birthday, up child. And I'm going to. Is it? Yeah. Tomorrow's oh, your birthday? Happy, it, really? Yeah. Oh my God! Happy birthday! We did not. I did not. Hey, know. everybody! Nobody knew. Yeah. Well, well, hey, well, well this, when this comes out, they're gonna think it's in December when it's actually hey, October twenty. I don't want these people to know everything well, about October me. October twenty seventh really? is your birthday. October twenty seventh. Well, birthday. if they do want to know BTS. about you, they can reach you at. <laughs> so I, I like to think that my I've made breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel for. Uh, for people to find he me if they really need well, uh, uh, Mikey in their Don't life. be the boy who called Wolf. Oh, yeah. The boy who whispered like, Wolf. You gave them your number. Um, so Stop anyway. Calling, and, uh, Stop calling Wolf. So become a Patreon, www.patreon.com slash gag me with a knife podcast. Uh, Buy our merch at gag with a knife podcast.com. And uh, Merry Christmas, whatever the fuck. Hey, get ready for some New Year's evil. Cure Dulea.